happen. I'll look at the timing there. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Fox, and I am happy to be here. Ricky is not with us today, but we have a panel uh, from our writers group. We have spent the last couple of weeks doing a power ranking for the entire NFL, and we will unveil our consensus power rankings today and discuss a little bit of our thoughts on where these teams landed. In addition, we will touch on a couple of news pieces. But before we get started there, I wanted to dive in and introduce the panel. We'll start it off with you, John. I'm John. Um, I have a column called News or Noise that goes on through the season. Um, you can follow me at iHeartCaravans on Twitter, Instagram, Medium, maybe WordPress, uh, anywhere. Uh, that's that's the old handle. So look me up, follow me, and I'm sure you'll laugh about some stuff. Great. Next, we'll go down to Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. Um, I'm pretty much brand spanking new to the site, and uh, I'd laugh because I kind of just invited myself on, and I appreciate y'all having me. Uh, do sports writing, um, focus mostly around college sports, and then now that's kind of in a lull. Don't really have much to talk about, so I'm going to dip into the NFL. Um, you can hit me at WE Jarbo. Uh, I'm only on Twitter. Um, there might be a SoundCloud out there with my name. I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Appreciate y'all having me. And now, the man we brought on to balance out all of Ricky Valero's Tennessee Titans love, Tim. Why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, at Tim Reeve on pretty much all social media, Twitter, Instagram. Um, go by Timmy or Tim, doesn't really matter. Um, definitely the Titans are my area of expertise. Um, just a big fan like the rest of you fellas, but um, pretty diehard when it comes to the Titans. And yeah, Ricky, he, he turned my uh, he turned my opinion of Tannehill pretty quick. Um, I thought he was the dude. Now I feel like he's not the dude. So um, I don't know where that puts the Titans, but uh, I'm here for the ride, so. Well, the the four of us plus uh, Ricky and Jason uh, were all part of the panel for this. Uh, so I will give total scores when we get to our uh, team blocks. Um, we number them one through 32. So uh, it's just like golf. Six would be your lowest possible score. So that'll give you an idea of where some of these teams landed. But before we dive into the power rankings, I thought we'd touch a couple news items Uh there's been quite a bit that has happened since the last time Ricky and I were on here uh, because the wildest NFL offseason ever just keeps rolling along. First, you know, Tom Brady came back and then his coach up and retired. So apparently somebody had to retire in Tampa Bay for there to be balance in the world. Bruce Arians retires. Todd Bowles steps up to being the head coach. What do you guys think uh, about that move? Going to impact the Buccaneers? I I think it's interesting how it went down how brady retired like gronk did to not get traded to the lions brady wanted to go to the dolphins as a part owner and the starting quarterback and then that all got kiboshed by the flores lawsuit so hearing that makes perfect sense why arians retired 
Yeah, it, I find it funny that Tom Brady was going to go try to be Jackie Moon over the yeah. over the Dolphins. <laughs> I love that. Especially that since most, his career record. In my yeah, mind. that's the most Tom Brady <laughs> thing ever. And, you know, look, if you lose a head coach, you make a change of head coach, it's going to impact your team, period. And how how the impacts, I don't think, you know, it's too early to say right now. You know, are they going to change the offense? Are they going to tweak the roster? Uh, is Brady going to end up regretting his decision halfway through? I mean, we're still a long way after the season. He could end up retiring again. You never know this kind of stuff. But, yeah, with the lawsuit and everything, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing that happened there. But I am so disappointed that we don't get to see Tom, Jackie Moon, Brady at the Dolphins. I love that. <laughs> How do you know Brady's not going to be the head coach, too? Obviously, <laughs> last year he was the offensive coordinator. That that was when he shook off Leftwich, right? Or was that the year before? Um, no, I think it was during their Super Bowl year. But that's offensive continuity. Um, you know, having Leftwich there it probably won't change that much. And I'm not sure Bruce Arians was doing a lot of the day to day play calling, which seemed to be some of the beef between those guys. But what do you think of the move, Tim? Yeah. Uh... I'm excited to see Todd Bowles get another chance. I thought he kind of got a raw deal with his roster up there in New York. Um, I remember thinking after he went 10 and six in his first year, I thought maybe the Jets were going to turn a leaf and then they went right back to the the bottom of the NFL. Um, So yeah, the drama, I mean, they seem to have squashed all the drama between Brady and Arian. So I don't, I don't really, I I like John's, um, I like John's explanation of it all. I think it does make sense. And, um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what Todd Bowles can do with with an actual roster. Yeah, and then we'll be that was the only part of the announcement that made sense to me, where Arian said that he had a long term plan that he wanted to be able to leave the team with Todd uh, and to give him a chance, but didn't want to hand him a rebuilding roster, which is why he wasn't considering it in January when there was no Brady. I still like the. Uh, the memes about Brady's unretirement that he spent two months with his family and decided he'd rather be hit by 300 pound linemen. Oh yeah. Hey, regular life kind of sucks. Go back to the NFL. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, our second, uh, our second piece of news this uh, week, the new Orleans saints engineered a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles had three first round picks. Now they are only have two. They have their original uh, pick at 15 and the Saints pick at 19 and the Saints grab 16 and 18 uh, moving up in the first round Eric do you think they're going to go after a quarterback um you know I don't know maybe um I'm of the opinion that the the talent pool in, in the quarterbacks in this year's draft is shallow and if you're going up to, in the first round I think you're better off and this is just me just building around building around Jameson. Just just go ahead and just give him a chance. You've had him on the roster. It, I mean, you're going to you're paying him. It's 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 time. Okay, here's the ball. We're going to give you a shot. We're going to build around you. Now, I could be completely wrong cuz I don't I don't know anything about the Saints. They're 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 not even on my radar. But if it were me, if you're moving up in the first round, I would think it's probably to address some holes on on the offensive line maybe get a defensive player and maybe try to put a playmaker around him and build around the pieces you've got. But I mean, that's, that's just my opinion. 
How about you, Tim? What do you think about the Saints move? Yeah, it seemed like maybe trying to build around Jameis. I feel like that's probably what they're going to attempt to do at this point. Um, and, and like Eric said, I mean, we really don't know. Um, at the end of the day, it, a lot's going to – a lot of teams are going to change their future based on how these quarterbacks fall in this draft. I mean, if they if two go off the board in the top ten, then, yeah, I wouldn't expect the Saints to take one. But if, if they slip and you got your pick of the lot there in the middle of the first round, then, then yeah, maybe teams will shift it up and go get one of them. So um, it seems like now, though, their roster is not terrible, um, especially compared to the other teams in their division. So they really just are looking up at Tampa, and you got to think they like their chances with Jameis going up against Tampa. Any thoughts, Sean? I'm going to hold out. <laughs> I, I do think they're going to make a move, um, but I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, moving off of Jameis for a quarterback that's in this year's draft doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, at least in my opinion, because these quarterbacks are not great, um, would be the polite way to put it. So, um, you know, unless they move into a one or a two, and that's going to cost way too much, especially with what the move they just made. Um, I don't see them taking a quarterback. On the flip side, most of the quarterbacks in this draft are considered development quarterbacks. So I think regardless of whether you took one or not, Jameis Winston would be the starter this year. They did give him $28 million over two years, which would make you think it's more of a long-term commitment. They also went out and spent money, uh, which is precious resource for a cap-strapped team like New Orleans, on the Red Rifle. So it would be the most New Orleans move of all time for them to then go ahead and use pick 16 to draft a quarterback. I'm waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, there were some rumblings. He might uh, end up moving on, gets a new huge deal in Buffalo. I think that probably quashes all the rumors that he was going to get traded to play with his brother in Dallas. Maybe his brother will get traded to play with him in Buffalo. Um, but they are definitely not going to play together this year because I don't think either of those teams wants to trade him. Uh, new four-year deal, wide receivers keep going. Probably the more interesting wide receiver news is uh, Debo Samuel has erased uh, all of his 49ers connections and unfollowed the team. We saw this earlier in the offseason with Kyler Murray doing that with the Cardinals, which ended up being a lot of smoke and no fire. But, Tim, do you think Debo Samuel is going to be on the move? I just don't – I don't think so. I don't see how you let a guy – like that out of your he's too important to what they do offensively you know i mean you're you're looking to scrap your whole identity at that point um i if i had to guess i would say all those young receivers i think they're all probably going to get paid by the teams they're on maybe dk goes on the move somewhere if seattle goes full rebuild but no i i think san fran's going to lock debo up whether it's quarterback money, I don't know if it's going to be at the four years, 150 million or whatever he was saying he wanted to do. But um, yeah, you just you can't let a guy like that out of your organization. Eric, smoke or fire? Uh, I think you have to say there's at least a little bit of fire, because because why else would you do it? Why else would you make that public of a statement? It's like uh, I, it's like he was just trying to break up with the 49ers and just letting everybody know, hey, I'm available. And look, as as an agent and as a player, you have a responsibility to go get what you're worth. I don't hate that. 
But if you're the 49ers, you don't have a choice but to give this man what he wants because who else are you going to give the ball to? I mean, I, you don't have anybody. I mean, maybe Brandon Ayuk can stretch the field to get George Kittle some looks over the middle and use some of the Kansas City model on that. But your backfield is always injured. You have no stability there. You really don't know what you're doing at quarterback. Uh, you might have an idea, but you really don't. And Debo is the guy who consistently moves the ball for you. He's the one who's your playmaker. Pay the guy. I mean, if you're the 49ers, you got to pay him. John, I know this one cuts deep. Uh, your <laughs> no. team was in the NFC Championship game last year. Debo Samuel, arguably the offensive MVP for that team. What are your feelings here? It is smoke. Um, you know, he's got the Niners of Ribeiro, and this is just like, well, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to blow up the media. Um, it's one thing about social media uh, that wasn't a thing, um, you know, a while ago. It used to just be Drew Rosenhaus would come out and say some things that made teams pay his guys. Nowadays, they just go on the go on the web and do something. So, um, same thing like that. He's going to get paid. He's going to be a Niner. Um, he's just posturing a little bit. I have to be honest. If Debo Samuel goes to the Chiefs, I'm going to need a long prayer walk around my neighborhood to recover. <laughs> As if the AFC West needs anybody else. I mean, I was happy to see Tyreek Hill go. I think Debo Samuel's a better player, so that would be a yeah. that would be a real knife in the back. Well, we are going to transition over and look at our power rankings. We are going to do them in reverse with this first section. I'm going to hit teams uh, 32 to 23. I'm going to give the teams real quick uh, and where they uh, and their total point score. Again, you want the lowest point score possible. The best possible score you could have gotten was six. I'm going to give this and then we'll go around and everybody can give one team that they thought was too low and one team they thought was too high in this group. Um, but we're going to touch on these guys real quick, uh, probably spend more time with the ones at the top, a uh, little bit of the better teams. There are some surprises in here. There are some surprises for me as well. Uh, Probably few people are going to be surprised about number 32 and number 31. Uh, so 32, we have the Houston Texans. Their total score was 188. No one ranked them above 31. A couple people obviously had them at 32. Atlanta Falcons come in at team number 31. Some people had them ranked as the 32nd best team, but their best score was uh, ranked 25th. Um, at number 30, the Seattle Seahawks, how the mighty have kind of slid down, uh, 172 total points. Um, their lowest score was 31. The highest I'm seeing is 25. Uh, New York Giants came in at 29, 171 total points. Uh, everybody had them pretty clustered right around the same. Lowest was 29. Highest was 20. Oh, wait, the lowest was 32, actually, and highest was 27. Jacksonville Jaguars come in at 28, 168 points. Um, their low appears to be 30, high of 25. Detroit Lions uh, then come in at – oh, wait. Uh, yeah, Detroit Lions come in – I've got to look at the – at 27. 
it's hard to do math in reverse, 163 total points. Uh, somebody had them as low as 29. Uh, highest they were ranked was 24. At number 25 is, or at number 26 is the New York Jets, 157 total points. Uh, one person had them ranked as low as 31. They've also been ranked as high as 23. Uh, the Carolina Panthers come in at 25, 153 total points. Uh, their highest uh, rank was 25, and their lowest rank was 29. Chicago Bears come in at 24, 143 total points. Uh, their highest rank was 21, and uh, lowest was 28. And then uh, the last team in this group, number 23, the Washington Commanders, the Carson Wentz All-Stars. 136 points. Uh, everybody had them pretty consistently uh, ranked. I see their highest rank at 22 and lowest rank at 24. So probably one of the the more steady teams in this countdown. But as we go around, we'll kick it off with you, John. Which team in that block is ranked too high? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> they They have the worst starting quarterback in the league. Um, you know, the guy should be in a quarterback competition for the two quarterback spot on any team in the league. Um, between two and three, not between one and two. Um, and, the, I mean, I can barely name anybody that's on their roster. Like, they're just bad. I can't go much deeper than that. <laughs> I think you're Matt, I think you muted yourself. Ricky has joined us, made his presence felt. I'm sure that one's for you, John. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. And... Uh, Ricky's other comment will uh, will fittingly circle over to Tim. Which team is too high in there? <laughs> Which team is too high? I think the, the Jets might be a little too high compared to how I ranked them. Um, I just don't – a lot will depend on how they do in the draft. They got two top ten picks, so they could very easily climb up my personal power rankings. I ranked them at 31. Um, I just – I don't think Zach Wilson's that guy especially not in that market. You've just seen so many decent quarterbacks fail because the lights are just too bright in New York for them. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Now, if they go out and they get Sauce Gardner and they go out and get Wilson and they're able to, to build some playmakers on the edges, then, then yeah, then maybe we could start to see some improvement because their defense isn't awful. But right now, I just – who's under center and who's running the show up there? I just – I don't see them getting out of the basement anytime soon. Eric? I lean the same way that Tim does. I think the Jets are too high. And I'm looking back. Look, I'm not very smart. I'm looking back on my rankings right now, and I had two teams ranked as the 25th team. So let's go ahead and adjust that right quick. Uh, and I'm going to put the Falcons down to 26. I'm going to put the, the Carolina Panthers to 25. So I think the Panthers might be a little too high. Um, I say this as a fantasy owner that's drafted Christian McCaffrey. Um, look, it, 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 
if he's hurt, why would you play for Carolina? Why are you going to put the full Christian McCaffrey effort into it when you know you're not going to win? You have no no solid foundation at quarterback. You just <laughs> the I think either the Panthers or the Jets are too high for the exact same reasons that Tim said on the Jets. Zach Wilson is not the guy up there, and you take a guy and put him in New York who's not ready for New York. I, I, those the sports media up there and the fans will start to get real tired of that. It's not going to last for long. And now you're back in the same situation that you were when you took Zach Wilson. But I also think the Panthers might be a little too high there. I mean, you finished five and 10 and yeah, you're missing your big piece or excuse me, uh, five and 12. And yeah, you missed your big piece. They haven't really done anything to address that. And I don't think that this draft is deep enough to be able to really impact that one way or another. Um, so yeah, either one of those two for me. I have to be honest, Ricky. I'm looking at your comment. I like Marcus Mariota, but other than Sam Darnold, I probably wouldn't put him over any of those guys. I think Trubisky is going to be good. And Goff's not great, but he is what he is. I actually kind of like Zach Wilson. I'd take Mariota over Jared Goff. I would I'm, take I'm, 49 I'm, uh, NFL quarterbacks like over Mariota. I also don't think Darnold's going to be a starter uh, once the dust settles. I, you said the Panthers were too high. They've got two guaranteed wins, um, you know, from the Falcons. So <laughs> I, I, I also think the Panthers are too high. That's going to be my one team in that group. And I get the the argument on paper when you're looking. You see Marcus Mariota. You see DJ Moore. A lot of people had really high hopes that Matt Rule was going to kind of be this revolutionary coach going in. They have some some talent, but they've never been able to figure out the quarterback position. They really don't have anything going on. I'm not sure Kenny Pickett would be um, that much better in year one than what we've got from Sam Darnold. I also think that there's a chance they take Willis, but Kenny Pickett is definitely a, a possibility. I think whoever the Panthers nab at pick six is going to end up probably starting for them. Cause I was excited when Darnold went over there, but either he sucks worse than I thought. I think that's it. I think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, Ricky, uh, captain small hands to save the Panthers. Uh, anyway, I, the Panthers, you know, they're lucky. They're probably, they're in a division with Atlanta because otherwise I think they, you know, in most divisions in football, they'd probably end up, being the bottom of the basement. And I honestly think this could be it for Matt rule who just doesn't seem to have a plan. Uh, Ben McAdoo being their offensive coordinator didn't exactly light my world on fire. Well, we're, we'll go in reverse here and we'll let uh, Eric kick it off. But which of these teams do you think is too low? Oh, I got to be honest, when you get into this batch, I don't know if the difference between 27 and 32 is that profound. I think you can have them up a little too high, but some of these teams, and I got to be honest, since I've been on the podcast today, I've been converted. Okay, the Falcons are the worst team in the history of football. And, and Marcus <laughs> Mariota, has, he belongs, and he needs to be playing softball with the boys in the summer. I, I, I don't know. Not even I don't necessarily like agree with all that. I think the Falcons are going to surprise some people because I think they're going to end up – they'll be in games. I think they come from a division where outside of – I think they can end up stealing one from the Saints. I think they'll, they can beat the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers have anything. You'll get beat by Tom Brady. 
as everybody else does. But I think the Falcons will surprise some people. And I think if Mariota can, I know he showed some flashes when he was with uh, the Raiders and when he was spelling Derek Carr there for a little bit. I mean, he looked good. And I thought he had, I thought he was decent in Tennessee. Now, I wasn't paying that much attention at the time, but he didn't really have the pieces around him to be able to perform. I think you get a guy with a second shot at the NFL. You're the starter. Here you go. You've got low expectations. Just get out there and play your game. You never know. I think the Falcons might get deserve a little bit more love than they're getting, but you, you never know. All right, John, which team is too low? Um, I mean, like you said, they're they're kind of uh, all sandwiched in there. Um, I do want to say, Eric, if you come up with a line for me for plus. Well, I would take the under uh, two and a half wins on the Falcons. I'll back the truck up. I they won seven last year. Hey, two and a half. They With had Matt a quarterback Ryan. last year. They've got to win three games. And Russell yeah. Gage. And yeah. Uh, yeah, they had legitimate NFL players. Um, signing, they had players. Signing Mariota Mariota is waving a white flag and then setting it on fire. Um, I'll have to go with the Texans are too low. Um, You know, they should be 31. (laughs) (laughs) That is locked in. (laughs) in. All right, Tim, which team is too low? Man, I feel like we've really hit the Falcons drum pretty hard here. Um, so I won't go with them. Um, I have the Jags higher than the consensus. Um, Doug Peterson coming in. I still think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to to be special. Um, maybe that's just, I, I noticed that we tend to rank the teams in our division sometimes a little bit higher than usual, probably just because we see them so much. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think they they have a chance to compete with the Colts in the middle of the division in the AFC South, depending on, depending on, again, a lot of it depends on where they go in the draft, but they've got a quarterback in place. Christian Kirk was overpaid, but he's still a serviceable receiver. So um, if they can replace, they can replace their offensive line a little bit better, keep Lawrence upright. I think, I think Peterson could, could get them into uh, close to the top of this bottom, this bottom quadrant. The fact that they won games last year at all it, with what they had going on in their coach's office gives me hope that they can win four or five games this year. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. We see three of the top uh, drafted quarterbacks, their teams down in, in this block, and I think that represents that some of those teams didn't quite have the turnarounds expected the Jags are not a bad choice going into last year before we realized how awful and dreadful urban Meyer was going to be. Some people had the Jags as a six to seven win team based on him coming in. I think they still have questions, but that could be better. But the team for me, I love what they started to do last year and I love how they're trying to build this off season. They have the draft capital to make some moves and that's the jets. 
Um, you know, I really like Elijah Moore. I like Michael Carter in there. They've gone out and gotten some pieces at tight end. They still have Corey Davis. I think they're going to use one of their top picks to get another wide receiver. They've been stealthily building up their offensive line. I love their their head coach. We saw what he did with the defense in San Francisco. I think with a few more playmakers, he'll continue to build that up. And the AFC East, I think, is going to be a very competitive uh, division. Um, I like what the Jets are doing. They're probably a little bit further down just because of who they're going to have to play and their schedule and being in the AFC, but um, they're a team that I liked a little bit better than consensus. We're going to move to our next block, which is uh, teams 21 to 13. Uh, So coming in at 21, the New Orleans Saints, 135 total points. Highest uh, rank for them was 17. Lowest was 26. Uh, then coming in at, oh, that was 22, sorry, was the New Orleans Saints. 22 to 13 is what we're doing. 21 was the Minnesota Vikings, 122 total points, and they were fairly consistent. The highest ranking was 19, lowest was 21. Uh, number 20, Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that uh, maybe a little bit in flux. They had 111 total points. Their highest ranking was 16, lowest was 19. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts come in at number 1908 total points. Their highest ranking uh, from one of our rankers was 16. Their lowest was 25, a little bit more uh, variability for them. And then at 18, the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson comes to town, but they did not move the needle much for, uh, for our rankings panel. They had 106 total points. Their highest ranking was 16. Lowest was 21. Um, at 17, the Philadelphia Eagles, 105 points. Again, these teams, you can see why their total score is very highly bunched together. Highest ranking for them was 15. Lowest was 20. Uh, then at 16, we have the Miami Dolphins, uh, Tua and Tyreek there together at 86 points. Highest ranking was 11. Um, and the lowest, oh, highest ranking for them was six. I missed that one. Lowest was 18. So a lot of varied opinions uh, on the Dolphins can be interesting as we go through this. Uh, at 15, we have the loss of Vegas Raiders, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. They're working for Satan, uh, their new head coach. Uh, 85 total points. Uh, highest rank for them was 11. Lowest rank for them was 18. At 14, the New England Patriots, who have now freed themselves of uh, their offensive coordinator, who was the shackle on their back. 84 total points. Uh, highest rank for them was 10. Lowest rank for them, 19. And then probably the most controversial team that's in this block, coming in at 13 in our power ranking, 78 total points. The Arizona Cardinals' highest ranking for them was 5. Lowest ranking for them was 17. So a lot of – or 19, excuse me. So a lot of variability for the Cardinals as well. So uh, kicking it off, Tim, which team is too high in that group? Uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are too high. I don't. I mean, they did get Tyreek. That should help. They got two of the fastest receivers in football. Um, but I just I have a tough time thinking Tua, can he last a full season? And can he even get those guys the ball consistently? Um, I, we didn't really see a lot of it last year. Getting, I mean, Waddle had a nice, had a nice year. Um, but I felt like this team was better when Ryan Fitzpatrick was under center two years ago. So I'm, I'm not a big, not a Tua guy. And I had him, I believe tied for lowest in our panel at, at 18th. 
Um, so they might be a little, they might be a little high. Matt, you're out. Eric, who's too high for you? The Dolphins. The Dolphins are too high. Um, and when we get to the Broncos, I'm going to have a pretty similar conversation about this. But you you give you add Tyree Kill, who I think we all agree is an anomaly. I mean, he's a Chico. He's a one of a kind player. What did that add to your scheme? How did that actually make you better as a football team? Um, and I, I'm I'm with Tim. I'm not sold on Tua. I didn't like him in Alabama. I thought he spends too much time not on the field. And when he is on the field, I think he's just, I don't know. I don't, I never want to say that somebody in the NFL plays scared. That's not what I'm trying to say, but it's like, he's so worried about getting hurt that he's not allowed. He's not allowing himself to go out there and play um, to his potential. I mean, he's a, he's a fine NFL quarterback um, but adding Tyree Kill, unless you're just going to streak him down the field and have Tua to see how far he can throw the ball, I mean, what did that actually add to your team? Um, yeah, I, th- I think Miami's too high. John? Um, too high. Probably. This one's tough because I feel like it's ranked pretty well. Um, maybe I guess the Browns, um, they're the Browns. So I just felt my soul die a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I, I did have the, uh, I had them at 21. So, um, you know, I I could live with eighteen, but I I just I have zero faith in anything Browns going well. I so, live in I live in Columbus, Ohio, so I'm surrounded by Browns fans and Browns news, and I I hear, you know, the first four games of the season every year it's the Super Bowl run, and then it's there's always next year, so. <laughs> well so i'm wondering too i think part of the hedge for a lot of people is probably the unknown of uh, you know deshaun watson's there but do we know if he uh is going to play all the games uh you know definitely can't be a hundred percent sure so if you know for me i think my ranking is based on thinking he's playing half the season how about for you guys yeah, probably right around there. Look, I, I say this as a Browns fan. That place is a circus, and you're bringing in the biggest circus in the league to join the circus that's already happening. I mean, it's I would it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play a game. It also <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if he makes a Pro Bowl. Who the I mean, who knows? It, who it wouldn't knows? surprise me if the Browns brought in. Kaepernick as his backup quarterback just to add to the media. <laughs> like, First, hey, give Kaepernick the, the rock. He can still play. He give Kaepernick can. the rock. He can still play. I, I personally would rather have Kaepernick playing than Sean Watson. I'm not I, – I never supported that move at all. Um, but if Mariota is available, give me Mariota. There we go. Yes. I'd take Kaepernick with, a, with an amputated leg over Mariota. No prosthetic. Just hopping around on one leg. 
So uh, Tim just posted to our chat, but if you are just seeing it, uh, we just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter. Dwayne Haskins was hit by a car and killed uh, while he was working out with the other Pittsburgh Steelers uh, running backs and receivers in South Florida. So wow. prayers for his uh, his family. He was 25. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was 24. Yeah. He would have turned 25 in May. That's that's tragic, man. That's terrible. Yeah. Thoughts for his family. Uh, for me, I'm going to say that the the team probably here that's too high for me is the New Orleans Saints. Um, I've I've loved the Saints, but they're going through um, quite a turnover as an organization. I don't know that their roster is as currently constructed as good as it, it once was, and I, I think we're going to see – a lot about they didn't just lose a head coach and Sean Payton, but they lost the architect of that offense and kind of their offensive group. Um, there's a lot of questions about Alvin Kamara's status. Um, he's got some some pending uh, court dates, I believe, this spring. Be curious to see how that plays out and how that plays out from the NFL, especially since that was an incident that kind of was you know, right at an NFL event. So they're probably not too pumped about that. Michael Thomas, what, what exactly we haven't really seen him play in two years. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a wide receiver, but it's not like they were loaded. Um, Taysom Hills now probably their starting tight end, which, you know, gives me a little pause. Uh, he, he was, so they are not a team that I had up uh, in this block. I think I had them 26, so I wouldn't have had them up quite this high. Uh, on the flip side, which of these teams is too low? And uh, I'm going to start it off with, uh, with you, Eric, because I saw your ranking, and I know one of these teams definitely probably feels too low for you. Uh, well... Too low. I think this might not be the one that you're teeing me up for, but I, I think the Colts are too low. Um, I, I, I think the Colts are a playoff team. They had the pieces last year with Carson Wentz, and Jonathan Taylor is still Jonathan Taylor. Their offensive line is still their offensive line. Their defense is still their defense. Um, they draft well. Historically, they've shown the ability to draft well. And I think Matt Ryan still has a couple years left in him. He it's let's not forget, he was up 28 to 3 on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And that wasn't without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That long ago, it, he's taken probably a 1,000 sacks since then. Um, so he's probably – he's not the player he was back then, but he's still – look, I think – if Matt Ryan is on last year's Colts, do they make the playoffs? My argument is yes. 
So to have them ranked outside of playoff contention, I think they're a little bit too low. Um, matter of fact, they might, they're closer to a top 10 team for me. Um, so yeah, the Colts. Was that the one you were teaming me up for? No, I mean, you had the Cardinals ranked fifth. So I do have the Cardinals ranked fifth, which is probably a good place to start too. Um, I'll talk about them in the next block. So, uh, Tim, who is too low for you? Man, you know, I mean, we just mentioned the Dwayne Haskins news and rest in peace to him, but the Steelers, the Steelers seem too low to me. This is a, this is a team that has not had a losing record in almost 20 years. 2003, I believe, was the last time they had a losing record in a season. Um, Mike Tomlin does not – and he might get credit. It might just be the news circles that I'm in that I don't see it, but – Come in and, and do what he's done for the past decade plus is is really incredible considering he hasn't always had the best teams. I mean, you talk about somebody with an amputated leg, it looked like Big Ben was struggling to stand upright all last season. Um, and they were still right there, right there at the end. Uh, I believe they spoiled it for the Ravens right at the end of the season. But 9-7-1, and one, I mean, with that roster, Tomlin is a hell of a coach. And they're always going to be in the mix regardless until – until I see less more losses than wins, I'm going to keep them at, at minimum right there on the on a fringe playoff team every single year. Yeah, I don't think Tomlin's never had a losing season, so he can't go wrong there. Incredible. Well, I hate the Steelers with a passion, but that is incredible. John, who is too low for you? The Miami Dolphins. They have completely flipped the switch from midway through last year. Um, they went on a big run with Tua. Um, they got better in the offseason. Um, you know, Hill is definitely an upgrade over Parker. Um, and, you know, Waddle's got an extra year in his system. Tua has extra time in his system. Um, I I think that they're going to blow everybody's mind this year. Yeah, the oh, Dolphins. Tim, Tim, you said uh, they were better under Fitzpatrick. Um, any team would be better under Fitzpatrick. The guy is amazing. You don't stick <laughs> around for 100 years in the NFL if you're not good. So – I love Fair him. Point. He's amazing. Yeah, I, I like what Miami's done this offseason, too. Uh, I have them higher than where they fell in here. I have them at 11. Um, I actually, you know, Tua was a quarterback that some of us had as the top uh, quarterback in the draft class of 2020. Um, obviously, what Herbert has done has been amazing, um, and I wouldn't have – two above him now or above Burrow, but I still think he's uh, capable of being a good quarterback. I like the coaching change they made there. They're surrounding him with weapons, adding Hill, a franchise tag, Mike Gusecki. Um, they have added a stable of running backs. It seems like they're going to run that kind of 49er backfield where it's going to be the next man up and, and keep going there. They have been on the cusp of being in the playoffs both years uh, of the last two years. 
with winning records. You know, a lot of people forget they won 10 games in 2020, and it was just the luck of the draw that they ended up out of the AFC playoffs. They won nine games last year and were really close uh, to being able to get in. It just didn't break their way. They started off the season last year rough, but kind of seemed to find their way. I think this is going to be a better situation. I like I like Miami. Um, that's part of why I took Tua in our in our startup that we're doing. I took him as my quarterback, too. I actually have moved him up into my top 12 in Dynasty quarterback ranks because I think it's his make or break year, so I'm either going to be uh, rewarded or really wrong. Um, and it'll be exciting to think about this a year from now. Uh, when I'm either crying or taking my on-air victory lap. Well, look, speaking of that startup, I, I've said it. I'm going to be the one that ends up with Tannehill. <laughs> it, it, falls, it falls to me every single time, and I'm trying to avoid it as long as I can. But, look, I'm going to do it. I feel like Tim may actually try to take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> you know I would. You know I would. I just took TV 12 over him. I am not on the clock. I've got about three rounds now due to some trades that I'm gonna. I'm not back on the clock till the 11th. If he's there in the 11th, take him. But he's not gonna fall that far. I don't know. I, I might take him before that, but we can talk. <laughs> see what Tannehill's worth to you. So we're we're gonna move into our top block, and I'm gonna divide this into three chunks. We had four teams tied uh, for nine, so this would be basically spots nine through 12. I'm gonna go through those, and we're gonna give our thoughts. Then we're gonna look at the team that is at eight and the two that tied for uh, seven. Wait, I must not do math correctly. Nine, eight, seven, six. The two that tied for six, that would make more sense. And then we will look at our top five. So first, the ones tied at nine, there were four of them. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, their highest ranking was five, lowest ranking was 14. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, pretty consistent. Their highest ranking was seven, lowest was 15. Denver Broncos, highest ranking was four, lowest was 19, so the most variability. And then the 49ers, who were in the NFC Championship game last year, highest was three, lowest was 12. So we're going to start with you, John. What do you think of those four teams? What stands out? Well, I don't understand why you guys all hate the Niners. Um <laughs> They went into last season and, you know, everybody kind of hated the Niners. They're coming into this season and everybody hates the Niners again. You know, nine's way too low for them. I was the three. I see the Rams falling off and, um, I mean, we beat them twice last year in the regular season anyway. Um, but the Seahawks just got decimated. Um, you know, the Cardinals aren't what we thought they were. Um, and that's probably six wins just in the conference. I mean, they, they're going to get Debo back. Uh, I have faith. You mean they're going to keep Debo? You don't have to get somebody back who you already have. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're going to get him back and focused, like, Bring him back into the to the mix. Into the fold. Yeah. Bring him back into the fold. Um, you know, give him a boatload of money to get his head right. And then, you know, we have him and Elijah Mitchell 
in the backfield, which is beautiful. Um, we have him, Ayuk, and Kittle, you know, playing outside. And then it's just, who do you want, Garoppolo or Lance? Um, I think it's going to be a legitimate quarterback competition this year. And I wouldn't be surprised either way. So, uh, Eric, now is your time to shine. Give us your yeah. So, well, it's not even a a spiel, I guess. But I will. I'll talk about the Broncos. I just, I don't think you go down and you let let's let Russ cook, and all of a sudden the Broncos are now a top six, seven, eight, nine league or a team in the league. I just, I don't see it. Um, I, I really like Javante Williams as a player. I think he, um, I mean, he took me to a fantasy playoff last year. I mean, I, he was the piece that really held it together and I had him targeted in our startup, but he was gone off the board before he even got a chance to even look at him. I mean, I think he's a solid piece, but they went seven and 10 last year. And who did they beat? They beat the bottom of the league. And you're telling me that to make no other change other than, and if there's another change that I've missed and I don't know about it, please correct me, but you send Melvin Gordon out who still can play, he's still got some miles left in him, and you just put Russell Wilson on that team, I don't think that moves the needle very much. Change the coaching staff. Well, coaching staff change is great too, but I don't think that moves you from a 7-10 and 10 team that's beating the – the bottom of the league and losing to everybody else outside of the wins over San, uh, uh, the Chargers and the Cowboys, which were good wins, but both of those teams were due for stinkers at some point. They do it every year. But I think you're buried in an AFC West that is going to, by and large, be the best league in the NFL. I don't think they're a playoff team, which by default, you've got to move them outside of like 14 or 16 range. Um I don't see it in the Broncos. Now, I'll be pleasantly surprised because it's a franchise that I have a lot of, you know, admiration for, but I don't see it. Tell me you'd never watch football without telling me you'd never watch football. (laughs) (laughs) If you had watched Denver, you would know what the coaching change meant. They I've watched had, a lot of Denver football. They had leads I, I don't on think it's all enough. those other AFC West teams before their coach pissed them away. Yep. So. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not sold on the Broncos. Some horrendous analysis there. Tim. <laughs> how, yeah, I mean, how long have we been – have everybody been saying they're just – they're a quarterback away? I mean, Elway's mm-hmm. got to be the worst quarterback evaluator in the history of football. Um, Paxton Lynch, there's somebody that uh, should have never set foot on the gridiron. Better than um, Mariota. Not even a little bit. <laughs> oh, better than Mariota. 100%. But, but they bring in Randy Gregory. They bring back Kareem Jackson. The, they still got Simmons back there in all pro. You got Sertan. Um, no, this is a top five team in my opinion. The, the trade for Russell Wilson was exactly what they needed. Um, the fact that Kansas City, the fact that all three Chiefs opponents in the AFC West got markedly better this, this offseason made me happy. Um, and, yeah, I think I think we're finally going to be able to see see Russ Cook, finally. Like you, like you said, Eric, Javante Williams, incredible. Um, yeah, first round overall dynasty startup pick. There's a reason for that. 
Uh, the fact that they were able to get Russ and not have to give up Judy or Sutton or Sertan or any of these guys, they still got Tim Patrick. Um, Albert O, I think, is is more than serviceable at tight end. I think this is a, a deep roster. My only question is with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't I don't know a lot about him to be honest. I know that uh, that if he's bringing in Lafleur's system, that obviously that McVay offense, the Shanahan offense, seems to work pretty well. So um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what Denver does this year. And I I think I don't know how their record will play out because the AFC West is absolutely loaded. Um, but I do think on paper they're a top five team. See, I, I don't know if I think they're a top five team, but this range feels right between nine and 12, um, you know, based on roster. Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator that took Blake Bortles to the AFC championship game. So um, he's done more with with less than what he's got right now. Uh, I'm excited about Javante Williams. He finished as RB17 despite uh, being in a ridiculous timeshare with the corpse of Melvin Gordon. Um, so fortunately we flushed that evil out and, you know, should be, should be rocketing up. I actually, uh, I don't have a problem with any of the four teams here. Let's go to the next three teams because I, if I'm wrong, which I don't know, but if I'm wrong, you will be, I will very, very publicly say, Hey, I missed that one, but I don't think I'm wrong. I don't. I don't uh, think you're going to be that good this year. I'm just giving you some, giving you a hard time. <laughs> Ricky tells me how much uh, all of my opinions suck every week. So <laughs> this Ricky character sounds. Mm. Oh, what was it last uh, last year? Uh, John and Jason and I were doing it because he was available, and he just kept uh, coming in talking about how the Raiders were going to on comments. The Raiders were going to beat Denver, and then they did. I just told him I couldn't podcast with them the following week. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm sick. I have a Raider related injury. <laughs> uh, so the that was a t- tie at nine at uh, eight for us. The Titans, they are sitting at 57 total points. Highest for them was two. Uh, Lowest for them was 18. Uh, And then we had a tie at six with the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals, two playoff teams from last year, both sitting at 50 points. Highest for the Packers was four. Lowest was 12. For the Bengals, the highest was six, and the lowest was 10. So in that three-pack, we'll start with you, Tim. Nope, he dropped out. He was so excited, so offended that <laughs> yeah. the Titans dropped down. But uh, so we'll, we'll kick it. Oh, no, fortunately he came back. Yeah, you have to come back to uh, how do you feel about the Titan ranking? It feels appropriate. I knew I would be higher on them than most. Um, your Titan not, ranking. You're not the highest. I know. I know. Eric actually beat me. He he jumped over me. I, I had to temper my expectations and, and try to put bias out of it. But your ranking has me in flux. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts as to why they're not even a top number one seed in the AFC last year. And all we lost was a broken Julio Jones and Jackrabbit Jenkins. It's better to be lucky than good. John, thoughts? I, I mean, I had the Titans ranked nine. Um, they, they're a good team. They're not a great team, but they're, they're solid and deserve. I mean, I, they're going to make the playoffs. Anything can happen once you make the playoffs. 
I don't see him beating a lot of teams, um, you know, on a consistent basis that are above them. But I also see them pulling wins against pretty much everybody below them. I, I love where they're ranked. Eric? So the Titans are fascinating to me. Um, I don't hate Ryan Tannehill the way other people do. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. And I've said that a couple times today. I, he's he's an NFL quarterback. And I know John will probably agree. He's better than Marcus Mariota, who is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, look, if the Titans are healthy all year last year, and I mean and I mean specifically Derrick Henry, I I think it's them that win the Super Bowl. I thought they had all the pieces in place to where you have AJ Brown and Julio on the outside that stretch the field that make you respect the pass more and that opens up more lanes for Derrick Henry that's gonna open and and you know, open holes for him, make his life a little easier where he's not taking all the hits. But they had a bad break with injuries. I mean, they they didn't get their full squad back at all. And I think it was a mistake to play Derrick Henry that, that game because he was so easy to key on and he wasn't 100% there. So they come back full strength. Derrick Henry is not 30 years old yet. He's still got a couple years left of being in top form. To me... I think they make Super Bowl this year. Now, I'm not claiming that, hey, they're my pick, but the Titans, I think this is the year they get it all together. I really do. Especially, and Bobby Trees is going to be there too. I think that that the replacing mm-hmm. Julio with Robert Woods is going to be the game changer for this team because he, look, ACLs aren't what they used to be. He's going to be back. He's fine. I think he'll be fine. I think the Titans should be the favorites in the AFC. Should be ready for minicamp. So I think for me, there's a few things. Um, a lot of teams in the AFC have gotten demonstrably better um, this offseason. <clears throat> Tennessee, I I don't mind the switching woods for um, Jones, and I actually think Austin Hooper um, coming in mm-hmm. gives them a better option at, at tight end. But I wouldn't say they've gotten a lot better. I think that they were in a very fortunate spot last year that they were they came out of the gate strong when a couple of other teams struggled with identity and adjustments and in their own division um crippling injuries you know if they would not have had their two games with the Colts early in the season I'm not sure that the Colts don't end up taking the AFC South. I think the AFC South is the weakest of all four AFC divisions. And based on the competition there, I am, I know Eric, you had mentioned you thought the Colts were too low. I have the Colts over the Titans. I think the Colts make the playoffs with Matt Ryan over the Titans. I don't think the Titans make the playoffs this year. I think they are a uh, middle yeah. of the pack team, which is I why take- I have them Whoa. as a middle of the pack reigning. I don't actually think it is. A hot take, to be honest. Um, they this are is, a, I think episode title right there. They are this a middle is- of the pack team with a middle of the pack rating for me. And I was also the lowest on the Packers, to be honest. You can only hemorrhage 
offensive stars for so long. We have we've remarked many times about how long it takes Aaron Rodgers to develop chemistry with receivers. He has Alan Lazar or Lazard, but they they lost MVS, which you know maybe MVS wasn't great, but at least Rodgers felt comfortable throwing him the ball. And I don't think I think it's been way underrated the losing of Devontae Adams, which was a huge cog in that offense. I dropped them all the way down to twelfth because while the NFC may be an easier path. I think they're going to struggle a little bit more or they're going to have to be like a wishbone offense where Aaron Jones is going to have to be out there playing receiver for them. So that's, those are a couple of teams that came out much higher in the consensus than they are for me personally. And maybe I'm undervaluating some of those teams and we'll see how it goes through the off season. But I was not surprised at all that the Titans lost in the first round of the playoffs. I didn't pick them to win that game in the playoffs because I think the schedule benefited them a lot last year. And I am not as sold on some of their pieces. I think we are seeing a little bit of the beginning of decline for Derrick Henry. Um, a little bit. He's getting, he's getting older. That injury gave me a little bit of pause. Um, and I think we saw if it has to come back, in, especially in an AFC where you're probably going to have to chuck the ball. I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill is the guy for chucking the ball. I think he's he's got some wonderful gifts. I'm not as low on him as, say, Ricky. Um, but, you know, he'd be bottom half of the AFC quarterbacks for me now because the AFC – I mean, the AFC is daunting looking at the AFC. It's not just the West – which bulked up the AFC North um, is still pretty good. We talked about, you know, Pittsburgh, even with Mitch Trubisky, they've never needed a really a quarterback to be able to thrive. They have one of the best running backs, Baltimore out there. They had some horrendous injury luck bounce back. Cincinnati went from worst to the Super Bowl, and the AFC East, I like what a lot of those teams are doing too. Um, Miami, New England had a pretty strong year last year. Uh, Buffalo, who we'll get to here as we turn the corner. So I, the AFC is going to be tough. There's gonna, probably going to be a team that gets in there by benefiting from the schedule. Could be a team like out of the South, but that's just where when I was going through looking at how I feel about teams, that's how it came out. I didn't I realize I was that much lower than some people. But. Yeah, you're pretty low. This is a team. Yeah. They, beat, they beat the Chiefs last year. They beat the Bills last year. They beat the Rams last year. They beat the Niners last year. All while having more injuries for one team than any team in NFL history. So, and that head coach is a bulldog. I mean, he is. And they've every they've year though, losing, man. Every year though, we see a top tier team ha- fall off a yeah. cliff the following year. Unless unless cheap. Tannehill absolutely goes in the toilet to where he's not just one we can make fun of, but he's actually non-serviceable anymore. I don't see how they don't win that division by two plus games again this year. Uh, I'm with Tim on that one. Yeah, and I like the Colts. I think the Colts are a good team, and I think that they're a wild card team. But I think the Titans are are, are next level good. Braves is Braves is different. He's pretty good. Coach. Yeah, yeah. If you're running uh, backs, if you're running backs pulling down 200 yards a game, that takes a little bit of pressure off of your quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's take a look at our top five, which uh, will be probably pretty interesting. Two of them coming from the same division is also fascinating. So at number five, the Kansas City Chiefs, 28 total points. Uh, the highest rank for them was three, lowest was seven. Uh, number four, 
probably the biggest riser, Los Angeles Chargers. The highest rank for them was two, lowest was eight. Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady back in the fold, 25 total points. Highest rank for them was one, lowest was five. Number two, the Buffalo Bills, 22 overall points. Highest rank for them was one, lowest was seven. And then at number one, the Los Angeles Rams, 15 total points. Highest rank for them was one, lowest was eight. It's amazing to me, aside from the Chiefs, which are pretty steady range between three and seven, we have seen quite a bit of variability in this top five. So I'm going to kick it to you, Eric, to start first. Who is too high in this? Who is too high in this top okay. five? In the top five? Oh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is too high. I don't think they're a top five team. Um, now, I will go ahead and preface this with uh, I have a general rule. You never bet against Tom Brady. I've made this mistake way too many times. Um, I, I'm a very biased Peyton Manning guy. I just like I, ugh, Tom freaking Brady. I was so excited when he retired. And when he came back, <laughs> it was about the same time as my Wildcats were getting knocked out of the tournament. And I'm telling you, I had like the worst 48 hours in sports ever. And look, Tampa Bay, I think, is they're a good team. They're a benefit of coming in a, a weak division. They'll get to play the Saints. They'll get to play Panthers. They'll get to play the Falcons. You know, they're they're set up to go on a run. But I think when they run into teams from the AFC, depending on what their schedule is, when they run into playoff teams, I think, I don't know. I just, I don't know if the pieces are there to be able to put them onto that next level. I I don't know if you can't stop the pass in the NFL, then you don't have a chance. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to for me. So I would replace them with the Arizona Cardinals, who I have ranked much higher than them because I think that they're a better team. Um, the Cardinals show that they could win with Colt McCoy. I don't think the Buccaneers could win with As Colt long McCoy. as it's in September and October. As yeah. long as it's in the first of the year. You get I'm to November and uh, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> says, no, nah, dog, he hasn't uh, had a winning yeah. record. If I had an answer for that, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be checked out <laughs> like with a drink in my hand somewhere. There's something going on in the culture of that team. Is it at the coach? Is it clearly Kyler maybe isn't the leader that they're looking for because we've seen in this offseason that maybe I that's – have you seen the uh, graphic uh, for Cliff Kingsbury dating back to 2013 as a head coach in college? He has never had a winning record in the last quarter of the season. And some of them have been horrendous. Uh, it's like Ooh. even going back to college, like one in seven finishing. Well, he was doing that in college. He's doing that in the pros. Yeah. But they re-upped for him for, yeah. for years and years. Got to be great for John, for the Rams, for Not Seahawks. Me. They're like, Please keep keep Cliff. We'll just let him do his thing in September and catch him in November. Yeah, getting paid that much not to win is crazy. But yeah, I think you know that's going to circle back to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals belong in the top five. I think the Buccaneers belong out. John, who's too high for you? The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champion Rams. Super Bowl hangover. First of all, second of all, they just. Got lucky when they needed to. Uh, Jaquiski Tart um, 
could have won that game, but dropped an easy one. Um, you know, I, I just don't think they're that good. Um, I think uh, as far as just straight play last year, they weren't the best in the division. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, they weren't even the second best in the division. Um, you know, the Cardinals were playing lights out. Um, the 49ers were whipping the Rams all over the field. Um, you know, they just they got hot at the right point in time and got lucky uh, in the playoffs as well. So I think I had them ranked eight. Um, and, you know, you guys all hate the 49ers. So it's <laughs> not totally true. <laughs> hey, I mean, None of us had them out of the top 12. Yeah. Tim, who's too high for you? The Bills at two is a little high for me. I feel like losing Brian Dayball will will definitely affect them a little bit more. Um, And I kind of – I'd also raise the Giants up a little bit towards the bottom of our rankings to reflect that as well. I feel like um, he definitely did a lot for the growth of Josh Allen and – you know, Josh Allen's his own guy at this point, but um, and I haven't ranked at seventh, so they're still going to be a top three team in the conference. They're gonna they're gonna rack up the one, two, or three seed in the conference. Um, two overall is a little bit high for me, um, just based on the coaching changes, and they still have not really figured out their running back group. Um, but locking up Diggs long term is is huge, and I'll wait to kind of see who they replace Manny Sanders with as well. Um, still a fantastic football team, just. Two's a little high for me. They replaced him with Gabe Davis. <laughs> um, so for me, I was uh, one of the, these actually were my top five teams, not quite in the same order that I had them, but these are the five teams that I had um, put in at number five. And I will, or at the top five, I will say though, the one that gives me the most trepidation is the chargers because on paper, I love their roster. I, you know, I love Justin Herbert. Even as a Broncos fan, I haven't won so many dynasty teams. It's not even funny. I love their receiver combination. I like their head coach. But at the same time, the Chargers are just this franchise that no matter who their coach has been or who has been on their team over the last few years, they seem to have these randomly weird fold moments throughout the season that just prevent them like if we're being honest they should have won that last week of the season and gotten into the playoffs and i feel like they did everything humanly possible to make sure that the raiders got in which was great for my personal picks but not incredible for watching a team that and so i know a lot of people are just like they're going to be in the super bowl this year i need to see it some consistency in some of these big games and these big moments. Cause we saw time and again, even last year in big games, losing close, you know, to the ones that matter, they had a huge lead on Tampa Bay. They let them come back and truck them. They seem to have the Cowboys locked up at home. They let the Cowboys come back and clip them in a, the weirdest ways possible, mm-hmm. you know, so there, there's just something about on paper looking at I love their offseason moves. They've done everything that you would expect a team to do if they wanted to be a contender. It just part of me is like I have them there, but I need to see it. Any other 
thoughts about the power rankings? Um, Seems so, like Tennessee, Denver, and San Francisco are the teams we've got to watch this year based on our discussions. Uh, the Chargers. Um, like, I, I don't know if you remember, but when we started the, the ranks, I asked – um, are we doing this in a vacuum or are we doing this, you know, um, by actual placement in the NFL? Because the actual placement significantly affected, um, you know, the Chiefs, the Raiders, um, the Chargers, KC, that whole division. You know, the, if you are, you know, playing Madden, you want the Chargers lineup. If, you're playing <laughs> just betting on who's going to win the division. Um, you might want to hedge something because you've got some really talented teams besides the Raiders, uh, which now with Devonte Adams, my opinion on them changed as well. So um, I had the chargers at two. Um, like I, I tried to make an outrageous trade for, Herbert in one of my leagues. Uh, and uh, I think he's going to be the number one quarterback in the league uh, this season and potentially going forward as well. Gerald Everett, he was that missing piece. I mean, he's been a bust everywhere else he's been, but I'm sure that was the what they needed to put them. That's what they need. Okay. They, got, they got Parham. I know, which he's good for like one game a year where you're like, man, he's about to ascend. I feel like that's been three years in a row. Yep. Any uh close, any closing thoughts, Eric, on the on the overall? Um I'm excited for football season. It's uh it's weird for me to think about the NFL in April. Um it, it just is because that's I love the NFL, I I love playing fantasy football, but I'm telling you, like, I just hope the Browns compete. That's just all I'm going to say. I, I'm so disappointed in everything that they've done. Um, I hate the way that they broke up with Baker so publicly. Um, I, and I, But I do love the way that Baker said that I, I ain't no hollaback girl. Like, he ain't coming back. I love that. That's good for him. Um, I hope he ends up with a job. And if not, he can keep doing commercials because he's good in that, too. But yeah, yeah. Um, I hope the Steelers don't win a game. Go Browns. And uh, I appreciate y'all letting me have a, um, come on the show. Really appreciate it. Well, it's going to be interesting since they haven't been able to find a trade partner for Baker. And <laughs> there's that suspension looming. He may actually be a, a starter week one. For, yeah. Right back. I, I, hate that I, even, I hate that I even brought it up. Like now, now I'm in a terrible mood. I'm supposed to go eat lunch with my wife after this. And I'm in a terrible mood now. Any closing thoughts, Tim? <laughs> You know, we're going to have to, you and I, Matt, we're going to have to bet a steak dinner on this Titans projection. If you, if, if this stands pat through the off season, we're going to have to, we're going to have to make amends some way. Well, the draft always uh, alters a little bit. And usually, you know, as I start looking at all the teams when we're doing previews, when I start doing, and then my big thing is uh, there's a projection site, which I'll share with everybody that w- where we can use to making projections when they have the schedule, it actually lays the schedule in week by week and you mm-hmm. go in week by week and pick winners. And I'm consistently surprised by what I end up with, with the playoffs when you play the actual schedule out, because that's the, uh, the, you know, in April, you're just thinking about how you feel about the rosters and 
the potential when you actually see the matchups. It's like, oh, right. Yep. I my, do the same thing. My, my wish dream is not physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get out of here, I won't uh, abandon Movie Corner, as is our uh, tradition at the end. Be sure to check out the Banana Meter. The two Banana Meter movies this week are Ambulance from Michael Bay and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, Ricky liked Sonic the Hedgehog 2 okay. I was not a huge fan of the first one, to be honest. I gave it a star and a half. It's hard to imagine I'm going to get to that two-star range with the uh, animated Hedgehog, but you never know. Uh, the other big movie, it's getting expansion this week. I saw it yesterday. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I, If you follow me on Letterboxd, I have ranked over 6,500 films. I have never seen a film like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It was fantastic filmmaking. Um, beautiful and breathtaking. It is my number one film of the year so far. I've only seen about 150 so far this year, but that is number one for me so far this year. Apple TV Plus, Severance, if you have not checked it out, the finale dropped on Friday. Fantastic series. Another home run for Apple TV Plus, the apex of streaming services. Any uh, movies or anything you guys want to shout out before we roll out? Tickets for Doctor Strange just became available. Pumped for that one. Uh, Marvel's got to do something to make up for Morbius. <laughs> yes. Mar- Marvel. That's not on Marvel. That's on Sony. Well, uh, it's attached. They have the name on it. My review for that movie was the b- worst Batman film of all time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for being on. This is not the last time you will see these guys. Hopefully we will be uh, doing some fun things throughout the rest of the summer. We are going to be off next week. Uh, The following week on on Friday the 22nd, we will do some kind of show looking at um, the NFL draft. So people that are available to jump on will be on. And then going throughout the off season, we're going to, uh, we've been teasing this for a while. We are going to look at some of our top tens of all time. So be on the lookout for that. I know the panel is already starting to think about where they're going to rank Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Um, they're going to spend a lot of time and how, how hard we all have to work to get Ryan Tannehill vaulted up into the top 10 of all time, just despite Ricky. He's but, like one asterisk because it's not fair for all the other quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, you've got that much God-given ability. Yeah. It's not really It's like fair. Tannehill's one and Brady's like five, and there's nobody in between. Yep. We love you, Accurate. Ricky. This is what you get for taking a week off. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> Prayers up yeah. to the Haskins family. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.